Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the Pixar Sciatica Podcast. We are constantly bombarded with uh, stimulus and other stresses throughout the day. In the world of technology, we're being constantly bombarded by information and things that we need to do with all of the alerts and everything. And I had a very interesting scenario where I was working with a patient of mine and we were in a very noisy uh, environment and that noisy environment with the pain that we're dealing, they were dealing with. Let's just say that the outcomes in that session were uh, less than ideal. And upon leaving that session, I was really contemplating what did I do wrong? And looking back into this patient's history, they were dealing with a lot of sensory issues in regards to I could tell in the session that they were being overstimulated. They were shaking a little bit. They were a little nervous. And it got to me thinking, how does the world around us influence how we feel? And especially when it comes to pain. And if you are listening to this episode, you're dealing with pain that hasn't been resolved and you're looking for action steps. And so today I have Dr. Crystal Sudatis, who is a a coach and also um, a former physician And I came across her profile because she was sharing some really interesting information about sensory stimulation and how it affects what we do on a daily basis. So she was really kind enough to join us on today's episode. Crystal, thank you so much for being on today's episode. I'm so happy to be here. The... I'm I'm really excited because I was so intrigued and um, amazed by the content that you posted on LinkedIn about sensory stimulation. But before we get into that, Let's introduce you to the listeners. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Yeah, so um, I'm Crystal Soditis. I am a, a pediatrician. I am a healthcare executive, and I am a coach for neurodiverse physicians. And how I got interested in overstimulation is because neurodiverse people tend to be a little bit more um, sensitive to sensory stimuli. They may have an exaggerated response to an, an external stimulus that many of us wouldn't even think twice about. And so when you are overstimulated and you are using a lot of your, you know, nervous system energy, brain energy to combat that overstimulation, other parts of, of other parts of your function, other parts of your body start to be affected. You brought up something really interesting. Um, and I, uh, I started to know this, this term uh, a little bit more prominent, especially with the rise of social media, but um, neurodiversity. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about w- what that is? Because I've done some research, but um, I would love to get your definition just so that we can all be on the same page. Yeah. Neurodiversity is a term that is that originated as a way to describe the fact that 
all brain differences are normal. They're all on the spectrum of normal. So some people are, you know, very linear and concrete. Um, other people are really creative. Someone else might have difficulty with reading. If you're a person with dyslexia, you might have difficulty with reading. Um, someone with ADHD might have um, might have a little have a tendency to lose track of time or uh, have difficulty with working memories. All of those different ways that our brains function, it's all on the spectrum of normal. Now, in the common sort of vernacular, the way we use it now is we use neurodiversity to, ex to, to, to um, I don't want to say label, but basically to identify a person who has a neurodevelopmental diagnosis like dyslexia, autism, ADHD. So when in the common term now, when we talk about neurodiversity, we're talking about someone who has um, usually a specific diagnosis, but not always. That makes sense. And so I, I do appreciate saying that um, everyone's brains are, are different in how they operate um, and how and how they work. And so that makes a ton of sense. So let's talk about this concept of overstimulation. I think it's important for us before we go into what is overstimulation or understimulation, let's talk about what, what a stimulus is. Um, it's uh, probably a very general broad term, but tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, a stimulus is something that comes from any of your five senses. You can be stimulated by something you see, hear, touch, taste, smell. And all of us, when we, when we experience a stimulus, we're going to have a response to it. That's just the natural, the body's natural reaction. Some people, if we smell something we really love, we might feel warm or happy or nostalgic. But if we smell something that is, um, triggering for us or triggers our stimulation, maybe it's, you know, very toxic or um, especially noxious, right? So if we smell something that's specifically noxious, that's going to have a different effect on us. That makes sense. And so it, a stimulus is just anything that we get from uh, from the environment that actually causes something. And what's really interesting in the, the, the pain science and orthopedics world is that um, when you have a stimulus, it can cause a couple of different things from just in, just from the joint specific area. So one, you can get uh, what most orthopedists and people talk about when it comes to arthritis, you have like the normal wear and tear, you're gonna have a little bit more of the wearing down of joints, um, but then that's more of like a mechanical change. And then you'll also have uh, something what we would call a chemical change where um, you'll get something from the environment and it causes an inflammatory response. Your body will actually release inflammatory hormones because of the fact that the body is sensing some sort of damage and those hormones are actually being released to heal and protect the tissues. But I actually really appreciate what you're sharing uh, when it comes to the stimuli because what it also does, it also, it also helps us uh, interpret or uh, perceive the world around us and it will elicit change. And so it's, it's in essence, stimuli, stimuli uh, is a piece of information that we receive um, from the world. And then it, we, as humans, will end up doing something about it. So um, 
The concept of overstimulation also should indicate or usually indicates that there is a period of just the right amount of stimulation and understimulation. So can you tell us a little bit more about those three stages or those three areas and what kind of like what the differences are between the two? Yeah. Um, so understimulation, you know, there we don't usually talk about understimulation. Um, it's usually it, it, it it's usually a time of, you know, extreme sort of like relaxation we can think of it as if you're in you know doing meditation or yoga or it's just a time where maybe when you're in deep sleep i think of under stimulation of it from a from a medical perspective um there's a there are different brain waves and so those what we call like the theta brain waves that are like super you know you're, you're super relaxed um that's what i think of as under stimulation no stimulation so just sort of like you're walking around in your everyday life right like maybe there are people listening to the podcast whether you're you know driving or you know taking a walk or you know you're just sort of like in your life everything is perfectly fine when you flip into overstimulation it's when you're um then and, and and there is a it's a the the tie between you know pain stimulation and your sympathetic nervous system is complex right because there are times when your sympathetic nervous system will flip on and we've all heard of stories of like the parent that like jumped in front of a speeding car or lifted the car up to take to take care of their child and felt no pain right but then there's a other moment when if you couple a little bit of anxiety with that actually there's a, a physiologic change so that pain gets heightened so i i say that to, I, I go into that explanation just to say that the 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 that whole sort of like triad of stimulation parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system and pain is really complicated probably you know it's more complicated than i can ex definitely explain um but when you get into overstimulation it's as if now that you have been triggered by one sensory stimulus many other sensory stimuluses stimuli are heightened the effect of those other sensory stimuli are heightened so for example if you are overstimulated because um you have been just out in the world all day and maybe you take public transportation and it was particularly hot or very crowded or someone was playing ex really loud music and you get home as a parent and now your kids want to be with you right and they want to hug you and you know come and see you you, you th that tactile sensation of your children could be more uncomfortable because you are overstimulated this episode is brought to you by the sciatica protocol experience pain relief directly through your phone anytime anywhere interested in learning more Check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com slash the-sciatica-protocol. That makes perfect sense. To me, as you were describing this, it reminds me of uh, the term, the, the perfect storm. Um, the perfect storm where when you're getting this one 
piece of information uh, from the world that is that is overwhelming. It's it's uh, what people would call a lot. And when it's like, okay, this is a lot of information. This is a lot of something. Everything else gets heightened, becomes unpleasant. And you're absolutely right. The nervous system, pretty much how our brains work when it comes to the interaction with the environment uh, is very complicated. And then in some cases, when you are very, very stressed, we tap into this concept of the sympathetic nervous system, which is our fight or flight mode. And the fight or flight mode is actually very important for us for a couple of different reasons. Number one, it actually helps us survive because it was originally back in the day. When I say back in the day, this is before we were all sedentary animals, but we had to tap into our sympathetic nervous system to be able to run or fight to make sure that we lived. But now that we live in an environment where we don't necessarily have to fight so much, we don't have to react as often. We have this opportunity. Uh, we have these areas in our life where it might be very, very hard for us to get out of that sympathetic state. And so we're constantly stressed. We're constantly receiving feedback. And the environment is a dynamic place, right? Especially when you are interacting with other humans, if you're stressed, you could be giving the stress off to another person. And then it kind of go, ends up being this uh, rubber band war where it kind of bounces off of each other. And especially when it comes to dealing with pain, there's a lot of recent studies that have actually showed that when you are extremely stressed, your pain sensitivity actually goes higher. It actually elevates. And it's often because of how your brain is processing that information. Again, it's not just you, but it's also the environment that you're around. And it is very important for us, um, for us as one as clinicians, but also two for us as people who are experiencing pain um, and just citizens of the world to be able to find ways to minimize um, the say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The amount of sensory stimulation that we can get um, or that that we receive, um, which was actually really, this got me thinking, Crystal, um, when it comes to n- knowing that there there are opportunities where we can be very sensitive to the stimuli. What are some signs or things that indicate that we might be more sensitive to various different uh, stimulus stimuli from the environment? Yeah, that's a great question because we, we don't know un- until we know. And the first thing is to recognize when you are feeling overstimulated. Right. And that could be, you know, some of the signs might be that you notice that your 
not able to focus or concentrate as much. You notice that maybe your heart rate is going up, maybe you're breathing a little bit faster, maybe you are just either more, if you're a person that tends to have anxiety, maybe you are more anxious, maybe you're more short-tempered, um, maybe you even completely shut down. There are some people, um, especially people with autism, that when they are overstimulated, their body, it's like a switch, they're like, I'm done. And they just shut down, can't do, can't interact at all. So the first is to just be aware, like, okay, this is happening. And to maybe do a little bit of detective work and look for patterns, right? Whenever I go to, I'll give you an example for my life. Where I'm sitting, where we're talking um, is in my basement. And in my basement is also what we call the laundry room that also has the furnace and the air conditioner, right? The furnace is actually, it's not loud per se, but when it kicks on, it, um, it creates white, a noise, which is basically like white noise. But I realized when I was down here that if I was doing work and the furnace would kick on, that white noise was extremely disturbing for me. I did not like, it was too loud for me and whatever it is. I've subsequently realized that like white noise in general, like it's not, I'm not like, you're not going to find me with a white noise maker to help me go to sleep. So I realized that. And then I just, now I just closed the door. Like before we started, before I came on this call with you, I made sure to check to make sure the door was closed because that's all it takes. So being that sort of detective of like, okay, what's going on here? What are the patterns that I see that might be disturbing for me? And once you find those, some of them are easy, like shut a door or um, for people who might be in a workplace. Um, if you are sitting very close to the kitchen and certain smells are triggering for you, maybe you can ask to have your you know, desk moved further away from you know, the kitchen or the break room. Um, one of my clients, who lived um, in a place where she needed to take public transportation to work, she found public transportation and the density of people during rush hour to be very triggering for her, to, to trigger overstimulation for her. And so we came up with a couple of different strategies. One at work, because sometimes she had to take public transportation to work. And so how could she, when she got to work, how could she bring herself out of overstimulation? And then there were other times when she would decide like, you know, it's a 40 block walk to work and I'm just gonna do it today because I don't, I need to get to work and I need to be on as soon as I get to work. So I'm just gonna walk. And it was perfectly fine. Wow, that's a great story. Um, and, and I think that's a great use case. It's important for us to be able to, I, I love that. So in summation, like the two big points is one, play detective figure out what your patterns are. And this is often, even when I'm working with clients who are dealing with sciatica pain, um, who are listeners on this podcast, a large part of it is playing detective work. What are these patterns? What are these things that are actually triggering you? Because, I mean, one, no one wants to be overstimulated. No one wants to be in pain. And I wish that I could snap my fingers and the pain goes away. That's, that's and just like many other people. But the truth is, is that when you are getting so much information, it is very difficult to say, 
all right, we're going to fix this right away. We have to understand the patterns in order for us to make these changes. And that's where the problem solving goes into it. So it's plain detective, understanding those patterns. But the second part of it, which like once we identify the the issues, the challenges, is is making those changes. And I really appreciate, Crystal, what you shared where it said you're you're pretty much granting people permission to make these changes. Because I think a lot of times that we live in a society it's like one you got to do you do what you want to do you have this freedom standpoint but then we're also looking at this cultural norms type of scenario where you kind of just let things go and you kind of let things be as they be but in some cases it is important if you want to avoid being overstimulated if you want to avoid increasing your stress giving yourself permission to ask people to make changes or giving yourself permission to make changes. I right. know a lot, of, a lot of times um, people who are uh, a fair amount of people who are dealing with sciatica actually feel a lot of pain or the pain gets worse when they bend forward to pick something up from the floor. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'll, I'll say for, for now, for the time being, avoid bending over and picking things up from the floor just for now. And people are scared to ask for help. People are scared to say, Hey, can you do this for me? Or I don't appreciate this. Or for right now, I can't have X, Y, and Z um, because of the fear that of the fear of something that that may be uh, present with that specific request. And so I really, really appreciate that you're giving the listeners permission to say, make these changes for yourself because that's going to allow you to operate a lot better. I know that from a pain management standpoint, Mm -hmm. stress that we go through, the pain will actually go down. And yeah, yeah, so sorry, that was a very long-winded agreement to to what you said, but I'm I'm all for it. um, And you, you said something that, you know, I think is really important for, especially your listeners, um, because the issue of chronic pain, which I think of sciatica as, uh, you know, one of the chronic pains is pain can also trigger overstimulation. So if you do happen to, you know, bend over or you're having a day where you're in, you know, more pain than usual, recognizing like, wow, my sciatica is really acting up today. What do I need to do to bring myself down from that, right? Right. Do I need to double down on my stretches, right? Do I need to take an oral medication? Do I need some external, whether it's ice or heat or whatever it is that's, that's recommended? And knowing that or just pulling yourself away saying, oh, my sciatica is, is you know really acting up. I'm in a lot of pain today. I'm feeling a little bit overstimulated from it. I may need to remove myself from, from some things, right? I'm not going to be able to go to that party or I'm going to have to order in instead of standing at the stove for, you know, 45 minutes to make my dinner, or maybe it's just a leftover night, whatever it is, but recognizing that pain itself can cause overstimulation. And if you know it, how can you address it? Absolutely. Giving your, yeah. So being able to recognize that because we live in a world where we're constantly bombarded with information things that are coming from us or to us left and right and 
giving you an opportunity to say, I just need to remove myself. Um, I think that there's also a lot of guilt that people experience when they're trying to do things for themselves. But when you're dealing with something like overstimulation or even chronic pain, once you release yourself from that, you can continue and go on and be a contributing member of society. But when you're dealing with this, you have to get through this problem first before we do anything else. And yeah, so um Absolutely. And the other thing too, is when you do that, you have compassion for yourself and kindness. Very often when, you know, people have something like chronic pain, they suddenly get mad at the pain, right? Or mad at themselves. And then again, that, that can trigger and perpetuate the overstimulation because now you're just, um, you know, you're ramping up the overstimulation rather than bringing it down. So really be kind to yourself. If you're having pain, there's, you didn't do anything, right? That's not your fault. Just be kind to yourself and, and treat your pain the way it needs to be treated. Kindness goes a long way. Um, extremely important. And uh, I think this is very powerful, Crystal. For you to for for us to be able to say recognize these recognize these patterns and and do what you need to do to make it so that you can reduce the intensity and the level of bombardment from the rest of the world, giving yourself permission. You're not shutting yourself off from the world. You're giving yourself opportunities to heal and to recover. And as a result, you can have an even bigger impact on this world. And so, listeners, there is hope. Give yourself an opportunity, give yourself permission, just like you've been giving yourself permission to listen to this episode and this podcast. Crystal, this was extremely helpful. Um, and I have always believed it, but it's really, really exciting to have someone confirm what I was suspecting in the first place. Um, I came across a couple different research articles. We didn't necessarily get into them today, but listeners, I found a, a really cool research article that actually showed how various different stimuli, how various different environmental factors can actually influence various different pain responses. And so an example would be like heat exposure or even noise or one of the really interesting facts or one of the interesting points in the article is saying that if you were uh, recollecting about a time that made you angry, it actually made you less sensitive to various different um, heat stimuli. And I thought that was very intriguing. So if you are interested in learning a little bit more about um, how outside stimuli can affect um, how your body's reaction to pain can, can change, uh, the link to the article is going to be in the show notes. Um, Crystal, thank you so much for your time. This was really really insightful um for the listeners out there um who are like i think i want to speak with crystal um a little bit more very intrigued i might be dealing with a lot of sensory overload and i think that that's probably the cause of my issues um or challenges what is the best way that they can get in touch with you so the best way um is you can either um tag me on LinkedIn, send me a connection request. I will send you a link to my website, which is neurodiversedocs.com. And I'll also send you a link to my free ebook on neurodiversity 911, which just gives you a couple of tips on what to do if you think that you may have neurodiversity, or maybe you know that you have neurodiversity and you're ready to start making some changes. I'll send that as well. 
Beautiful. Listeners, I can uh, go ahead and put Crystal's uh, LinkedIn information um, in the show notes. And uh, again, recognize the pattern and give yourself permission to make those changes. Crystal, it was great seeing you and thank you so much. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you got some help from today's podcast. And for more info, check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com. Have a fantastic and pain-free day. No patient-therapist relationship is formed by listening to this podcast. We are not providing medical advice and all information should be confirmed by a medical provider. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.